Are you ready for another journey into the circle? Today, we're talking with Andrew Young, a very talented musician and aspiring motivational speaker. You'll be sure to be inspired by our discussion with Andrew today. So sit back, relax, and join us in the circle with Andrew Christopher Young. Well, hello to you, Andrew Young. How are you doing, sir? Welcome to the circle. Yeah, man. God bless you, man. God bless you. God bless you. Excellent. It is such a pleasure to have you. And, um, you know, I think you are one of our first um, musicians. Hopefully I'm giving you the right title to join us in the circle. Now, I've had the pleasure of listening to you play. I know you have a YouTube channel. Um, yes, and I've had the pleasure of listening to you play. But if we can go back a little bit, I am, I'm just curious as to where do you think your talents come from? Because you are truly talented. And I'm not sure if it runs in the family or did you have to <laughs> really hard or give, give us some history behind this talent, behind who Andrew Young is. All right. Um, let me tell you about myself. Well, I grew up in Kingston. I'm from Kingston, Jamaica. That's where I was born and raised. I lived in a city, I lived in a place called Whitehaven Avenue off Whitehall Avenue. And that's, I grew up in, in the house listening to music. You know, my mother used to sing and um, my grandmother, you know, back then in her time, she used to be an organist. Ah. Yes, man. She was an organist at that time. But as a young youth, you know, um, my mother used to play music on the TV. We used to watch TV and um, used to listen to a lot of music programs. And, you know, my mother used to sing. And then she used to sing with the Jamaica folk singers, you know, back mm -hmm. at that time as Mm -hmm. the Jamaica oh. folk singers so, okay what is your what is your mother's name because it sounds like she's what's such a powerful influence what, what's her name yeah her name is Dorothy Young ah okay yeah. okay yes yeah, so so she was she was so she sounded like she was um talented and 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 part of that music scene that influenced you so so continue continue mm. with your story yes mom yes so I mean I grew up you know, listening to the music, you know, and I remember that's when I recognized now that I wanted to do music. And I said to her, you know, I want to be a musician. And I remember she said she wanted me to do some classes with a lady called Mrs. McDonald. But mm -hmm. luckily, mm -hmm. so what happened now is I was going to a prep school called Marsney Preparatory School. And I used to record the lessons. And at that time, I, I discovered that I had an ear for music. So all the kids in the class you know, were playing off of the score. Meanwhile, sometimes me just I listened to it and realized that whatever they might play, I can pick it up. 
And you know, some of them, oh, you might find a little bad mind, a little covetousness right there. So, but that never yeah. really mattered to me. But I recognized that I had that talent, uh, you know. Yes, yes. And, and then I remember another time you now they had a, a carol service. And what really happened to me that Sunday? I had asthma, so I, I used to be an asthma person. I had I had asthma, you know. And mm-hmm. what happened is that. My chest was blowing short. And then my grandmother was saying, you sure you can make it to go to the um, carol service? I said, yes, I want to go because I was very determined. I was determined that no matter what happened, I'm going to go to that carol service and uh, do my best at recital. Mm-hmm. I went to the carol service. I did my best. Even though my chest was blowing short after the carol service, you no, know, I had to go to the doctors, you know, because I was blowing really, really short. And the doctors recommend me to um, not, not, not recommend, advise me that I must not blow, do any more blowing like woodwind instruments. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what they did was say to me that, you know what, Tr- try find something else to, um, play, learn some, learn another instrument. So I decided to learn the keyboards. I wanted to be a drummer, but my grandmother said, no, don't do drums because if you do drums, you're not going to earn much from drums. So I have to really thank her. Yeah, man, I have to really thank her for that. So that's another, Uh, that's another um, woman in your life that I'm hearing (laughs) had such an influence because you mentioned your mother. I know your grandmother. So, so yes. Andrew, for those of us that are that enjoy music but is not mm-hmm. educated in music, when you say mm-hmm. wind instrument, which instrument was that that you were playing? All right, All right. I was playing the recorder. So anything oh. into the woodwind, you have the flute, you have the saxophone. You know, you have those are instruments that they were saying don't touch because of the asthma. Because of the use. asthma. Okay, yeah. and then you 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 decided to lean towards keyboard. You originally wanted drum, but your grandmother gave you some sound mm. advice, which you're seeing now as sound advice, and you mm. you opted then to go to the keyboard. So before you tell me about that keyboard transition experience, mm-hmm. how many how many instruments can you play? If you were open to be able to play instruments, how many can you play now? I mean. Just by being a musician. Uh, by being a musician, that's a good question. All right. Um, I can just I can play the piano, I can play the, the keyboards, that synthesizer, and then the organ. Ah. And I can play I can play a little drums because I remember one day during the orchestra at Covenant Moravian Church, nobody never teach me how to play the drums. I just went on the drums and just started playing. And I was playing a bit of drums in the church, but my focus was more on the piano and the keyboards. Mm. And mm-hmm. I used to um, be on a program on Saturday mornings called Colgi Kept the Fighters Club. Uh, yes, 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 yes. For, those, yes, for yes. those that grew up in Jamaica of a certain age, they definitely. can definitely remember the Colgate Cavity Fighters Club. Yes, what what a what a walk down memory lane, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so um I used to um play on the ear, you know, that's when people discovered that I could play. And how I started playing the keyboards, I remember my mom, 
she sent me a keyboard from the States. She came to Jamaica and she gave me a small keyboard. And I started to play this song by ear called Oh to Joy with my one hand. And I just used my one hand and the keyboard and I went on the ear and I started playing. That's when I started discovering uh, that I could play it. And then some of the members from church, <clears throat> they heard me and they decided that, you know, they wanted me to perform at a barbecue. And I, that's where my, even one of my experiences started as well, playing at a barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, I was also in the Covenant Moravian Church Youth Orchestra was um, controlled by Major Joe Williams. You know, um, he's now longer with us anymore. He's now dead. He died recently this year. Okay. And it was a good experience. And, you know, um, after Covenant Moravian Church, I went to St. Richard's Church. That was where I was christened, you know. And uh, I started to play the organ that's about 16 years old. Mm. Because it... Yes, man. They, they they gave me a chance to play the organ because what happened? They needed a pianist first before before I started to play the organ, and then the the organist died. You know, unfortunately, you know, gunman they killed him. You know, yes. But it happened that the Lord just decided to say, you know what, go back to Saint Richards. This is the purpose I have for you. I didn't even understand why going back, but I went there as a pianist and then transitioned as an organist in the Catholic Church. Meanwhile, I was in high school. So that is a young age, though, Andrew. I mean, it sounds as if the church had a vital role in, you know, yet you brought up your your mother and your grandmother, but it seems like if you were to put things in order of how things were flowing, of importance, of influence, it Uh sounds like the church would be third on the list, kind of guiding and grooming and giving you opportunities for your, you know, to get your talent exposed. And I use the word talent because Uh you also noted earlier that things came naturally. So it's, it's more of a gift. It sounds as if, because some people have to really work at music and I know you work hard at yours, but it sounds, Uh it sounds Uh like it's a gift that you just naturally fall into it. Would you say that statement is true? Yes, you're, 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 you're perfectly correct because, you know, for me, God has given me the gift and because it runs in the family, um, it falls on me. And I guess if someone is musical and they have children, chances are the gift will run upon, it will be upon them. So mm-hmm. it will fall on them. So for me, I discovered that that was my calling and... I mean, I went through discouragements at, at times as well, where people said to you, you know, music doesn't make a lot of money. If anything, you'd have to find something else. But I said to them, no, this is my calling. So I was very determined. There was mm-hmm. a time when, you know, my mother and grandmother wanted to discourage me in terms of the my gift. And I said to them, no matter what you want, try tell me. I'm called to do music. Even if I wasn't going to make a lot of money. I'm going to stick to my calling, you know. And it's, it's one of the things that I have learned as an individual from early that I had a mind of my own. You know, I was a very shy person at times. I used to talk much. 
And I guess in my musical abilities, naturally, as you say, you know, I got it naturally. I still had to cultivate it. I still had to work hard at it. Yes. Because, yeah. you see, you can have the natural gift. Anybody can have a natural gift. And, you know, also the anointing, that makes a difference. But, you know, back then when I was young, I never really understood much about the anointing. As is when I grow older, I understand the purpose and the calling of God in my life. And then the anointing, you know, that was upon me to tap with the skills and the abilities. So for me, as a musician, I just discovered that, look, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to pursue. It doesn't matter what people want. So because, you know, one of the things I've learned is that you never listen to the naysayers. Because when you yeah. come on to the naysayers, they will criticize you and say, oh, you don't want to do this. You, you, no, you must not do this. I don't think you're going to make it this far. I remember enough times I get a lot of discouragement about, you know, playing certain things because I learned that I didn't, not to listen to people. You know, you follow your heart, you follow your own path, you follow your own vision. Because when you follow your own path, you can't go wrong. Sometimes following your own path is going to mean that there are going to be people that's going to reject you. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when you're a child of God, especially when you can't fit in with the crowd. Because I tell people this, don't try and fit in. Be yourself and do what God has created you to do. So at an early age, I understood that I wanted to do music. I mean, the academics, I did okay with the academics, even in prep school. I mean, I didn't pass common entrance. And um, unfortunately, I went to Constant Spring Junior High. And when I went to Constant Spring Junior High, um, that's when, again, the music taps in into my system again, started mm-hmm. to play in devotion. Ah. Exactly. And then they heard about me on the radio. Even at that time, they heard me on the radio. And that's when people discovered that I was musical. And oh, then, so, so you have to tell us now, how did people start hearing you on the radio? Because it sounds as if within that mm-hmm. time frame that you may be going through some challenges, could be some mm-hmm. uncertainty, you know, you didn't get through the common entrance, but yet in your head, you feel compelled, you know, that you're following your mission and your dream and, you know, you wanted to play music. So that must have been a challenging time for you. So after going through that and ending up in this school, is it, uh-huh. is it as a result of being at this school that your music then was also elevated so people could hear you on the radio? How did you get to that point? Precisely. No, that's where I'm going to go to now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, they heard me on the radio and, you know, everybody knew me at school you now that I was a musician and I started to, like I said, do the devotions. Um, I remember graduation. I ended up playing at my own graduation, you know, and that was another major wow. experience, experience for me, you know. And for me, I just said, you know what? I wanted to go to graduation, get my certificate, and just go to my yard. And then, to be honest with you, I remember they were calling out student names for for awards. Yes. And then I, I heard, when I heard my name called, my name was called for deportment. 
that is how I carried myself together, you know. Because, you know, I'm a man of character and integrity, you know, as a musician, mm-hmm. I always tell other musicians that it's not just about making money, um, it's, it's about having character, in- integrity, and presentation. Yeah. And throughout this t- entire time, Andrew, you were still active in the church. Still active in the church until this okay. day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what happened is that you now at the graduation, there was another trophy that they wanted to issue out that was most outstanding student of the year. So there was a friend of mine that was sitting down beside me and saying, Andrew, you know, says you go and get it. I said, Well, I don't really know about that. It probably is the head girl or the other guy who's a prefect. Because that never really troubled me. I mean, awards and those things don't trouble me because my award is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Heavenly places. You know, that is the award I want to get. But when I heard my name for student of the year, the place just was in wow. Everybody, the place mashed up. You know, wow. I didn't I didn't even expect it. But you know, getting student of the year was a part of the musical journey more than academical journey. Yes. Because, yeah, man, I never did too bad with the academics. And then I got through for um Dunoon Technical, I passed my greater achievements. Um, went to Dunoon Technical. I mean, when I went to Dunoon Technical, it wasn't so nice for me in terms of environment. But I knew that the Lord had a purpose in me going mm-hmm. to Dunoon Technical. And um, going to Dunoon Technical, I met a group called Quest. Ah, okay. Thank, thank the Lord. To be honest with you, Candice, let me tell you something. That music saved me even at Dunno. It was really the music that saved me today because I don't know where my life would be if it wasn't for the music. In spite yes, of my challenges, yes, yes. in spite of what I've gone through, you know, during my childhood. You know, yeah, but even when you went to was it Linstead Technical? What's the name of the, 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 the school that you, you were at no, in Linstead? No, I didn't go to a school in Linstead. It wasn't a school in Linstead. I went to Dunno Technical. That was off Winwood Road. And what was the school you were before that, that you graduated from? Well, Constant Spring Junior. Oh, yes, yes, excuse me. So mm. Constant Spring. Because even when you speak to speak to that school as well, um, I could hear in your voice that it wasn't necessary, necessarily where you think you should have been. But exactly. then when you got there, things worked out, as they would say in general mm. terms, seemed to work out for you in a certain way mm. and now you're in this school where it didn't sound like it was ideal for you but look mm. again something mm. seemed to be working out for you <laughs> exactly exactly candy so um for me it was a pleasure working with that group and i mean i wasn't so interested in the schoolwork. in fact i didn't think academics was really for me i guess the teachers to me, they weren't really patient in terms of the academics. And I felt like I wasn't falling in line into it. But I knew that my heart was into music. Yes. Um, I remember I went to the festivals um, and we got um, silver. We came second in the island. Wow. And I, I have a trophy at home for, for second in the island. You know, and that's where even another part of my musical journey started. And then after I left the noon now, I played for Sandra Brooks, the evangelist, you know, at the age of 18. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, I did three months with her and then move on again. And then I start working with a group outside of church you now. Twice it was a reggae group, you know. And then I had, is when I was also in the Catholic church, I discovered that I had a, the love for jazz music. I, you know, I was just starting to play stuff and I wondered where these ideas come from. When I usually play at that time, people used to say to me, you know, you sound like a concert pianist. I mean, God just, uh-huh. gave, me that. He just gave me that gift, you know. I mean, I did grades up to grade five, ABRSM, the practical, and, you know, up to grade three theory. You know, but after that, I just switched from the classical and just go straight into jazz. Mm-hmm. Then, but that I, is that is you, you could just casually say that Andrew that is not that is not a process that falls I think for someone like myself that's not <laughs> <laughs> musical I'm thinking even for someone that is in music you mm-hmm. casually just say I switch from classical over to jazz it's not mm-hmm. I don't think it's an easy transition but I expect with the love of music and the talent and the gifts that you have that that transition seemed to have been, I don't yeah. want to say it's seamless, but it seemed like it just naturally flowed for you. Yeah, it's, it naturally flowed because I used to play like chords on the keyboard, you know, like things outside of the box. I, I remember being at, being at church, um, started to play in orchestra music. Nobody never even teach me orchestra music. I just find myself playing that. Mm. You know, that was just God giving me those kind of inspirations already. But in terms of the jazz now, um, I went to Miss Wiley. But how I ended up meeting Miss Wiley, it was at a funeral. And I was the main organist, you know, and I met her. And I said to her, I said, Miss Wiley, I've been hearing a lot of great things about you. And um, I would love to learn <clears throat> jazz music from you. And she said, no problem, we can. She said, so what she did was um, ex- we exchanged numbers. And she said, you know what? Come to me during the summer and let me hear what you can do. And I started going to her, maybe for just one session. And she said to me, you should have been on the North Coast a long time ago. And <laughs> Wow. So what, yeah. what does that mean? What does that mean when she said you should have been on the North Coast? For those for those listening internationally that, that do not understand that, all right, the, North the, the Coast power is, of what that statement meant. Right. The North Coast represents, uh, in Jamaica, is ultras in, in the hotel scenes. Yes. In the hotel scenes, you're talking about ultras, Montego Bay, you know, Falmouth, you know, those places in the North Coast. Yes, so where a lot of tourists would go that would appreciate as Uh, you know, as appreciate some of the jazz as well as some of the locals. Some of the locals. So she's saying that you were good enough to be able to, you you know Mm. what you're doing well enough that you could be paid well to perform. Mm -hmm. To perform. But she said to me, All right, you know what? I'm going to give you some lessons. Because I was very determined because I wanted to learn from this lady. I mean, Marjorie Wiley is a household name. She's a legend. And I'm not ashamed to talk about this woman because, you know, she has impacted so many lives and she has touched many lives, both in Jamaica and all over the world. So going to her was a privilege. Yeah. 
Yes, it sounds like she became a mentor. Yes, she was definitely a mentor for me. And I remember when I started with her, she said, whoa, you know, you're playing some big things bigger than yourself. And she said, I tell you what, I'm going to take you right back to the blues. And I was very gracious and very humble to just take her advice because sometimes when somebody who has gone before you, who have the Mm -hmm. experience and who has certain capacity to show you certain things, you have to be humble. So I have to just be humble and go back to blues. And that's when I just, she actually, that really changed my whole life, you know, in terms of um, learning the blues because in order to learn jazz music, and I've heard it from a lot of jazz greats. They said, look. Thank you for listening so far. We will return to the program after this short break. At Bridge Tech Group, they understand social media can be daunting. Let them guide you through the maze and turn those social platforms into revenue generators. You can find them at bridgetechgroup.com. Now let's get back to our discussion. I have to go back right to the blues. So if you're talking about the blues, now you're going to talk about people like B.B. Um, King. You know, you're talking about blues music from New Orleans. You know, you're yeah. talking about going back to blues. Blues is very soulful. So she taught me about playing cards that are more simpler, you know. So she was telling me about the, the, the dominant seven cards, you know, because blues, in blues music, they use a lot of those kind of concepts, you know. And she said to me, you know what, whenever you play, don't go all over the keyboard, don't play too much, don't overplay. And she used to demonstrate. So all of those things changed my life. And, you know, I did about two years with her. And, wow. Um, if, yeah, that, is a, so, that is a long time to, to be able to commit and it requires some level of humility and openness to learn. Uh, that is uh, a good, that's good advice for any young person out there, no matter what direction they want to head. Exactly. Time and discipline and humility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so for me, it's about determination. And one thing she said to me, she said she had a lot of students that used to come waste time, but she said she could tell that I was very serious with the craft. Yeah. For me, I remember there were times I never had the money all the time to pay her. But she said, money or no money, still come to my class. And that is hope. That is when I appreciated her even more because it gives me a more vision and it gives me more ideas about giving back to people who are in need. Ah, yes. And I, I really thank God for somebody like Miss Wiley who has really made an impact to my life like that. Yeah. I just go, as she said, whenever you come, just um, go into the music room and just play. Even if I'm not there, you practice. You know, it wasn't easy doing you know, it because sometimes, you know, have other things on my plate, but I had that determination. And then the time came when I, leave her and I was working with a great musician in Jamaica, Benji Myers. You know, he's also a singer, but he's also a musician. And 
I also studied with music with him for about three years. How I studied wow. with Benjamin. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It happened one day I was working in a group um, called Airplay. And one of the members, well, who was in charge, he said, Andrew, there's a musician called Benjamin that will be there. And uh, I decided to, to go to rehearsal. I was very excited. And when he heard me, I didn't even play that much. But he just looked at me and said, you you know, say I have it. And I understood what he meant, but the other guys didn't understand what he meant. And it happened that God allowed it that, you know, the guy said to me, drop him home. And he was saying to me, you know what? I would love you to be a part of my band. And you could come down to my house. Let me show you certain knowledge about the music. And then my life changed again because he taught me more about bandstand music. Even though I was playing in bands and I understand bands, but he taught me more about playing in bands and understanding you know, about the synthesizer, understanding about how to allow your keyboard to sound full, understanding that even if you don't have another keyboard player with you, one keyboard player can play different parts. So I had to think, you know, like a scientist, you know, and then there yeah. are some people that, that used to call me scientists, you know, because <laughs> I, I play the keyboards and he was a guy that he was very strict, you know, after um, I thank God that I went through his training because it helped me to grow and develop even as a better musician. You know, one of the things I've learned, you know, you have to separate some, everybody has a weakness, but one of the reasons why I go is because of the musical side. Always, the mall is like, I remember somebody said, if you're going to eat the fish, leave the leave the bone and just eat the fish. So I just focus on the important aspects in terms of the knowledge yes. and understanding of what he's showing me. But I think me, I think it helped too, Andrew, because you had set your mind that you're going to learn and absorb as much as you mm. can. And it seems like these really influential, talented people mm. were like mm. presented to you mm. on a platter almost. Like you were in the right place, right time, the right connections for you to be able to learn and absorb. And this is, you know, this is important for any young person that's listening out there. Even if you're not, you know, anyone that's on a path, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a very important point for them to understand because it didn't come easy it took some time it took some dedication and discipline Uh uh in order uh for these people to be able to channel what they know through you yeah man exactly man and like i say i give god the glory for all these things you know and working with benjamin's i went to um the jazz the first jazz festival was jazz in the gardens you know that was my first show with him and then I did his album launch and, you know, I did another festival with him and I went to St. Martin's playing in the All-Star Band. And it, it happened that I was the youngest member in the All-Star Band because he had some great musicians like Cat Core from Third World, um, Tony Ruption Williams. Um, you had Junior Jazz. You had another guy from... America, his name is Corey Stewart. He's a funk guitarist and a gospel guitarist. And um, 
I, we were working with this other international grade called Banky Banks. He's Caribbean in St. Martin's. So that was another great experience um, working with Benji Myers. And um, I've also worked with people like Carlin Davis, you know, different mm -hmm. people. Yes, you know, these, are, these are well-known names yeah, that you have yeah. been able to connect with, I think, at a young, still at a quite young age. Yeah, yeah, I was in my 22 at that time, 22, 23 at that time. Wow, you know, wow. Getting, getting those experiences. Yeah. You know, and then um, eventually um, I realized that God called me now and said that, you know what? I wanted to give your life to to him and you know give my life to to him and then it happened that I went to Bible study and I got saved um, two weeks after I got baptized and I went through my challenges and then eventually in 2008 my grandmother passed off wow and she, she was and such she, a powerful influence in your life yeah. it sounds like you were close to your grandmother and, yeah, she was very I, I, honestly she was the closest to everybody mm. yeah i was close to her more than everybody you know and for me she really did well in raising me you know she was a principal and also a teacher she was a vice principal at excelsior high and she used to teach at st hughes and you know, she used to teach at Vauxhall, but she always set certain principles. And I really thank God for that part. Of yes. It. Tell me, what's, what's the name? Because we, we heard the name of your mother. What's the name of your grandmother? So people may be able to, you know, connect yeah. her. They may know who she is. Yeah, my grandmother's name is um, Pamela Mooney Williams. Yeah. Oh. She was married, Carl Williams, and her maiden name is Moody. You oh, know, uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. so so I really thank God for her life, and I mean, I gave my life to God, and you know, after a while, I decided to not work with Benjamins because I believed that God had another calling for my life. And so, I didn't so all this time, Andrew, you were still. You were still mm -hmm. following your plan when you were younger that music was going to be music. your journey. Mm -hmm. You 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 did not do music. Did you switch to do music part time? Did you put I've music never, as a? No. Are you are you continued on that path that you say to yourself, music is going to be what mm -hmm. I do? You know, like I said, at a tender age, I knew that was my path, and you I knew that this it. is. I just stayed on it. I always tell people, you know, um, stick to your guns. You know, even if it takes you years, stick to your guns. If you look back on um, in, the, in the book of Exodus, where they were talking about Moses, you know, Moses waited 40 years before he led the children out of Egypt. And I guess it was just about the time and the season I mean, I'm, like I said, I've been through the discouragements at times when people will say, you know what, this is not when the world out. I remember mother was saying, you need to find something else. You know, you might like it. And I, like I said earlier, I said no, because this is what God has called me to be. And you see, the thing is, when you stay in your calling and you stay in your purpose, you're going to flourish. You're going to be successful. 
But when you don't stay in your calling and you do something else that you're not called to do, then what's going to happen is that um, you're not going to be happy. You're going to end up making a fool of yourself because you're following something that you're not good at. And like I say, one of my encouragement to people out there, whoever is listening to me, is that don't listen to people. Don't listen to the negativity. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to what people have to say that you can't do it. Many times people say to me, oh, you can't do it. That is when I'm going to do it because there's a motto, our scripture in the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So when you have a vision and a calling, no matter how long it takes, you have to just fulfill that calling. I always learn this, you know, you can't um, leave this earth until you fulfill your calling. You know, there are so many people in the grave, you know, who they're in the grave today, but, but unfulfilled calling, you understand? And for me, one of the things I've learned, I don't want to live that kind of life where my purpose isn't fulfilled. Because when you look at great people out there today, they die as a papa. They, didn't, they die not fulfilling their purpose. It's really sad. And you see, the day will come you know, when, we, when we stand before God, and when we stand before God, um, he's going to say, what have I, what did you do with the gift that I have given unto you? And I don't want to fall into that category. So yes. everybody has a gift and a call, whether it's music, whether you be a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher, because the, the thing is, the anointing, and I'm going to talk about the anointing as well. The anointing is what makes a difference in everybody's life. Yes, and, what, and Andrew, oh. as you go into the anointing, I'm sorry to, but I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to make it clear that, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds to me that even mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. even if you were, I don't want to use the word papa, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know, kind of struggling through the music scene, it sounds mm-hmm. as if it gives you enough joy and that you strongly feel that it is your calling, that it wouldn't matter, that you'd still follow that same journey. Yeah, none of those things don't matter because there are many celebrities out there who are famous, who have the millions, but they don't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I learned. Only thing that will last in this world is Jesus Christ and the gifts and the calling that God has placed on you. And for me, I learn at an age, it's not just about money. And it's not that... I don't want money. We all want money, but you don't mm-hmm. run it down. You see, many musicians out there, um, their, their thing and the most important thing to them is about going on tour, making the bucks. You know, want to drive the latest car. You want to have this. You want to have that. But they don't understand that. What about your craft? Is your craft going to go to waste? You understand me? Yes. So, the craft is very important. I always tell even some young guys coming up, I said, before you're talking about performance, you have to burn the midnight oil first. Even people who are prodigies, you know, you have prodigies out there who are gifted, naturally yeah. gifted. Yes. They still have to put in the work. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. You have to practice. Yes. 
practice makes perfect. You know, one of the things I learned is that, you know, in order for you to reach that level, you have to put in the work. It's like somebody who runs, you know, they have to have a coach that's supposed to train them. But mm-hmm. what I also do is not just the teachers, but I have to train myself at some point to say, you know what? This is what I truly want. And up to this day, I'm still learning. You know, I've always learned, I will always be a student. Uh, yes. Be a student of life. I'll also be a student in terms of uh, my musical career. Because the older you get, you realize there are new ideas. You know, everything that we do is about choices. So wow. yes. people, yeah, people make a choice and decide that, okay, they don't want to go to the next level. Everybody has a vision that is different from my vision and your vision. So the vision, if you have a vision inside of you, allow it to be fulfilled. Don't sit there and let that vision or purpose or calling deteriorate. So I Mm -hmm. learned... I think that's important for people to hear, especially now as people are struggling Uh through the changes that's happening in the world and dealing with this, you know, this, this COVID Uh crisis and not being able to Uh express fully. Sometimes it's, it's good to hear it's, you know, to me, I'm hearing whole hang in there, still follow your purpose, still, still stay on, you know, still stay in alignment with what it is that that yeah. that 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 you should be doing and i think you were also touching on um touching on um um anointing the anointing yes all right the anointing makes a difference in our lives like i said all right are you, people talk about okay they're anointed but what are you anointed to do you have to be anointed to be a host god anoints you in your gifting it's about your gifting and your calling, and then the anointing comes into it as well. So what it means is that, you see, when you're anointed, it's like David. David was anointed as king, but his purpose wasn't fulfilled until he got older. So looking back on it, David was a shepherd boy. He had to work in the fields. He was anointed by Samuel, but he was God's chosen, but he was a very skillful person, you know, and um, he played the harp. And if you check in the Bible, he wrote a lot of the Psalms, you know, one of the most popular Psalms, Psalms, um, Psalms 23, you know, it's very powerful, you know, mm-hmm. I still read that, I still read that Psalm as well. So it's good to have skills, but it's also good to have that anointing because when the two combine, it's very powerful. So what I learned is that people out there can be skillful, but no anointing. Because people can play with all of the skills and the abilities. And, but if you're not playing to glorify God, if you're not playing to touch people's lives, then at the end of the day, you're not going to make a difference. So the anointing also make a difference. You know, so for me, I've always learned that you know, God has blessed me with the gift, but God has given me the anointing so that I can tap into my gift some more. Because a lot of things that I might play at times is not going to be based on the book alone. It's okay. going to be based on inspiration from the Holy Spirit. So 
the Holy Spirit is your teacher and your guide. And if the Holy Spirit is your teacher and your guide, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. So I have learned for such a time and season like this is that whenever I play, is yes, I do practice because even this COVID-19, I practice every day for time. And then I went to a jam session and, you know, start jamming with some of the jazz greats recently. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, man, you know, I've been doing some of that. But what I've learned is that it wasn't just me and a lot of people who might not understand their acting is that it's people that probably do have a relationship with God because they are 19. When you play or you sing or you teach or you um, interview people, on the next level, that's where the anointing kicks in right now because the anointing now is not about your own desires and your own flesh. It's about you being used by the Holy Spirit as an instrument because that's what I'm saying earlier. The Holy Spirit is your teacher and your guide. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that what matter to me with the anointing. Because when we play under that anointing, or sing under that anointing, or we give praise to God under that anointing, people must be delivered. People must be set free. Even though God has blessed me with the skills and ability, you know, I mean, I worship with my skills. I mean, some people might understand, might um, get it wrong about worship must be just soft music. Any style of music you can worship with. Yes. So I worship I worship with jazz music. I can worship with funk. The next minute I can worship with jazz fusion. You know, like I said, I listen to the masters, people like Chikoria, um, Herbie Hancock, you know, all of the greats out there. You know, I get inspiration from them and I've learned from them as well. So they, they always say, who you listen to at times will come out in your plane as well. Oh, but I try, yes, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, man. So, so for me, everybody has a role model. Everybody has somebody that they look up to, which which is a must. But I also believe that you don't want to get too caught up with a next man's vision. You still have to mm. have your own. You have to, to have walk. your own road to walk. So, so Andrew, as you're walking your road now, uh-huh. do you do you do you are you selective where you play? I know some people will exactly. insist that they'll uh-huh. only play in uh-huh. church or they'll only play at a certain point. What's your what's your concept of kind of executing uh-huh. you know your your plan and your goals from an anointed uh-huh. perspective? How do you determine where you play, what you play, etc.? The thing is, you know, um, for me, I know that. This is really a very intelligent question. I, I, I learned from me as a musician, one of the most important things is to, to use the word of God and get into the word and to pray about certain things before you go out there and play so and so. Because like I said, ever since I, I was very selective from long time, you know, I, I, I never tried to run into every opportunity that I see, you know. And my ministry in music is not just for the four walks, you know. It's also for the marketplace as well. So I, think, I think the it, statement that you just made, I think 
you call it a ministry. I'm not sure if you realize that, you know, mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. call it your ministry of music. Okay. So it's not mm -hmm. just for the four walls. You were saying that, you know, you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's also for the marketplace because, mm -hmm. all right, the thing is when God called you, you know, what he does with you at times, he will preserve you for a while. I had to go through sometimes where I was hidden for a while, you know, to stay into the word, you know, I had to even fast and pray. There was a time where I had to do like 40 days fasting. You might have done that before, do 40 days because I wanted to get a sense of direction where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage like other musicians, you have to be careful of some of the opportunities that you're getting yourself into because it's not every opportunity that will come from God. You, know? you see, so that's why when I see opportunities, I pray before I take these opportunities because I don't want to just get up and jump into it because I see everybody else doing it. Because you have to preserve your anointing. You don't want to contaminate what God has blessed you with. And wow. in, order, yeah, man, you have to, you, in order to um, preserve it, you have to stay in the presence of the Lord. And it's just making a covenant unto God that, look, you see, whatever he asks me to do, I'll do it. Sometimes musicians that God sent, from, sent to me, they're not necessarily Christians. They're musicians out there. And I guess as a musician, you know, you don't want to shun them because if you think about um, Jesus, Jesus went into the marketplaces, him hung around the gangsters, him hung around people who are wine bibbers. And that is what ministry is all about. That is what the marketplace is all about. Sometimes the door, when the doors open, not, not sometimes, but when the doors open for me, it's not always in the church. It's, it's, there are times when I have to go into the marketplace and I have to be a light mm. unto people. Yeah. And, then, yeah, and there are times I find myself probably ministering to people about, about God even after I play. But the thing is, I don't just get up and just minister to people like that because you can't just do it like that. You have to hear from God and know that, all right, you know what? Is, is this person I should go to? And then the Lord might just give you a go ahead and say, yeah, go to that person. And, you know, people from all over the world have been sending me friends requests on Facebook as well. So I also give advice about music. You know, I mean, I consult with them. I try to um, guide them in the right way. Thank you for listening so far. We will return to the program after this short break. This episode of In the Circle is sponsored by Undiluted Music. Here is a taste of one of their newest songs, Jesus Junkie. Enjoy. Yeah. Jesus junkie, and I can't get enough. Sweet Holy Ghost, I am hooked on this love. One day I'll overdose and I'll never come back. Jesus junkie, won't you follow my track?
Now let's get back to our discussion. But as a musician, to other musicians out there, one of the things that I talk to them about is, is God. Well, maybe not every one of them, you know, but you see, you have to be careful because you don't want to just go preaching, preaching to everybody like that when God um, don't give you that instruction. So it's about um, using wisdom, yeah. knowledge, and understanding because when you hear from God, sometimes God might say, don't say nothing. Sometimes just go out there be a light and just do what he has called you to do. So this is why earlier I was talking about David. You know, David was a shepherd boy. You know, David killed the lion. He killed the bear. And then what happened is that, you know, his brothers laughed at him. And, you know, they were saying he was too young. But he had a big assignment. No, we're Goliaths. There was a Goliath. No, he had to face. So especially in our calling and our purpose, we're going to face giants because, you see, in this season, I believe that God has doors for each and every individual, not just in my career, but in everybody's career, where we have to take possession. And I believe God is saying to me in this season, I'm going to take possession. I must take possession. I must take what belongs to me and i guess with my ministry in music i want to change a nation i want to touch lives in every nation you know one of my dreams and visions is to um lecture you know and to um travel the world and to do workshops you know and yeah. to play and, and perform but it's not going to be a performance for me anymore it's going to be more ministry it might look like a performance, but it's not going to be performance. Yes, but when I how it, you see it and how you feel it and how you're going to channel it. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that is for, so for me. What I've learned is that God has that call on my life from early, and I don't let anything get into my way. You know, even though the challenges might be rough at times, you know, one of the things I have learned is that. You keep pressing, you keep pushing, you know, you keep hanging around people. I mean, coming to the UK, I mean, my first experience coming to the UK was to um, play in a church again. But it wasn't like the regular churches that everybody's used to. I was playing at an African church. So I, and so I got the experience of playing African music and working with African artists. Wow. And, you know, I still, yeah, man, and... Um, Going back into the jazz experience where um, I was playing African jazz. I was playing with another artist from Nigeria, but he's now living in South Africa. And then after that, again, um, I associated with people like Gary Crosby. He's the nephew of Ernest Ranglin. And I used to go to his jam sessions, his sessions called the Tomorrow Warriors that, that he has up here. You know, he's... Gary Cosby, um, OD, he got his um, order of distinction from Queen Elizabeth, you know, mm -hmm. so it was a privilege being around great men like him and then Kaya Brown, who is another great guitarist, and then I have associated myself with another great singer called Myrna Hay. She's Jamaican, but yes. she's a jazz great from Jamaica, and it was a privilege working with these people, but God alone to go around those people because they went ahead of me. 
you know, so I learn the experiences from them. Because I always tell myself, this, I said, look, don't act like you know everything. Don't feel that, okay, you're the biggest thing out there. You know, one of the things I've learned is that everybody is replaceable. Mm. Nobody yeah. is nothing. Nobody that's invincible. And you see, the best thing to have when you're doing something like this is to have humility. Yeah. You know, so in whatever I do, I try to have that humility and that grace. Because sometimes you work with some people that can be very rough. But it's like God gave me the grace to endure those experiences. So for me as a musician, you know, is to endure, is to persevere, is to be determined, kind of is to tell yourself, believe in yourself. What yeah. is the dream that you have? What what are you good at? You know, never allow anybody to stop you from your purpose or your destiny. Because one of the things that I learned is that I can do all things through Christ. Because I I mean it's a privilege even being on a show, you know, like like I said, you know, I know this is um not a coincidence, it's it's a divine thing and i'm really blessed and honored to share my story mm-hmm. with you because yeah. at the end of the day it's, it's it's to bless the nations and like i say i'm not into this competition thing and this whole hype and you know i always tell myself men are the best thing out there but all i have is what god has given me to bless people and to give people something that even from years to come, it's going to be a legacy for the next generation. Because I tell people this, you have whatever you're doing. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your seed, your offspring, mm-hmm. because yeah. they are going to take over from you. And you see a lot of people, even a lot of artists and musicians, you know, I see out there very selfish because you see, what happened is that for them, they it's all about me, myself, and I. And you see, what about the baton that God has given you? You have to hand over to the baton to the next generation because the next generation is going to do greater. It's like Jesus. Before Jesus ascended to heaven, he says, before I ascend, in, before I ascend into heaven, I'm going to send you a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. But he also said to them, he blessed them and said, Go ye forth and preach to all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. So, even when we're going out here, we're not going out here to be pastors and preachers. I mean, I'm not going out here to be a pastor or a preacher, but I'm going to preach at my instrument. Because when I play those solos, those improvisations, those technical stuff that God has given me to play, it's going to bless people, and that is what matters. That's what, that's what matters. So, yeah, and I think music, Andrew, is it? it it's such an. Um, I, I think it's such a powerful instrument or method that that oh. can be used to connect with people because i know previously you mentioned uk so it sounds as if you moved from jamaica to the uk mm-hmm. and yet you were able to integrate in a community quickly because of music 
and to be able to to connect with people quickly because of the music yeah yeah man i mean i wouldn't say it was very very quick because um when you leave when you transition from jamaica to the uk mm-hmm. it's it's about starting all over again so that's mm-hmm. why i said from the first time i had to start playing in that church and then go to different churches and then work with different people out there so it took me a while to get to know people so integrated in the system okay mm, okay mm. Yeah, because it's not it's not like okay i went up there and right away everything happened i had to start over because 2010 i got married and my wife went up before me and she's a trained social worker and you're going to be hearing great things from her as well because she's also a worship leader and she sings and she writes devotions and but she 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 works in the social work um, department you know and you know she went before me and um i had to wait for about six months time to go up but when i came here i had to start over again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? That that humility and hard work that you've been talking about from the start, it sounds mm-hmm. as if those characteristics were helpful and beneficial as you try to transition. Exactly. Because you know what? I guess I believe God had a purpose for me elsewhere. Ever since when I was a young kid, you know, I've always wanted to travel. Um, I wanted to go to the United States first, but... God was saying, no, I don't want you to go to the United States. I want you to go to the UK. I didn't know when that was going to happen. But I've always learned that God had a bigger plan for my life. So he provided me with a good woman in my life, a, a good wife that mm-hmm. came. And I thank God for her life as well. And you see, each individual that you meet is connected to your purpose and your destiny. Mm. And Mm, that is believe. that is a powerful statement. You need to yeah, say man. that again. Yeah, <laughs> each person, each individual that you link up with is a connection to your purpose and your destiny. Mm. So, one of the things I have learned is that she got through before me, and I had to just, like I said, I had to wait. But during my waiting, I still was doing. Um, events in Jamaica, doing stuff here and there in Jamaica, and then the time came where I joined her. But like I said, the challenge, it was challenging for the first going through experiences, but each experience made me stronger. It made me um, more vigilant. It made me a soldier of the Lord. Mm. So so I really thank God for all of these experiences, even in the UK. Because there are times going to some of the sessions, you may experience even um, a lot of biasness, you know. Yes. You know, racism and all those kind of things, you know. A lot of the guys sometimes give you some bad face. I mean, Mm -hmm. I went through all of those things, but God still had a purpose. I didn't allow those things to affect you. Yes. It it can affect you, you know. I mean, we're human beings and feelings will come. But it didn't detract you from, no. from your goal and, and, and what it's it's interesting, you know, what I what I really want people to to take away, you know, as we come to a close on the discussion is that you uh, had a mission 
um, it sounded uh-huh. like you had this mission that yes. you wrote it down and you say, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to walk through this no matter what comes, no matter what. And that is, that is not easy to do from, from being a teenager straight through to now to stay focused on the plan. And as things come to try and distract you, you decide, nope, I am staying on my path. I'm staying on my mm-hmm. path no matter what what and 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 i just want to encourage you know i know there's a a lot of um probably young people listeners and people that are not um as young or just starting out but it can be so it can happen so easily to be detracted and distracted from from the plan so andrew what what is your what are your because you know not a lot of people can stay in alignment right Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. so what what are your plans going forward i know you touched on some of it already and some sounds as if it's going to be delayed a little because of the current situation with the pandemic but the vision that you have because again andrew it sounds like whatever you put your mind to is going to happen so speak it it out so our audience can hear what is the plan for the future what what do what can we expect to hear from Andrew Young as, as, as time moves forward. All right. Um, one of my plans is that I want to put my, my band together, my organ trio, Andrew Christopher Young organ trio, and I plan to do like shows next year. So I'm making plans for that. Um, I want to lecture. I want to train musicians, um, do more performances, you know, for the future, I want to also be a motivational speaker in in the music, you know, and to give talks to people and to encourage them about their path. You know, I want to also give back, like I say, give back to the next generation, you know, because I believe in raising up people. I want to put out my album as well. I mean, the title of the album I want to put out is called Journey of Faith. So I have the compositions also for it as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to, go to, to go to venues and um, to do performances. Well, not perform, but ministry. You know, you can call it that. Yeah. You know, but, one, but those are the plans that I have and to travel the world and to fulfill this purpose. Because, you know, even though the COVID-19 is upon us, one of the things I will say to people who are believers is that don't um, allow this pandemic to affect you. Because if you allow it to affect you, then you're going to miss out on the plans and the purpose and the vision for your life. So for me, I don't allow these things to affect me because what matters is that the purpose remains more than the COVID-19. So if the purpose remains, then I'm going to stay and focus on the purpose, but not the situations or the problems out there. You know, a lot of people might be so caught up with with um with government and government not doing this and government not doing that. That's not even not that we're not concerned about those things or people yeah. are worried about about the lockdown. But the lockdown for me is not a problem because I thank God for this lockdown at times because in the lockdown, <clears throat> there are many things that God has birthed. It's like T.D. Jakes mm-hmm. have a song. 
T.D. Jakes yeah. have a song called uh, Manifest. And it says, you're pregnant. It's like a woman who is pregnant and she carries a baby for nine months. So the woman um, has to go through like a nine-month process. So my experience is a process. So it's like we are pregnant with possibilities. Mm. So we're, we're pregnant with ideas. We're pregnant with um, business ideas, dreams, and visions that God has placed inside of us. So that's one of the things that I learned is that for me, I don't allow the pandemic to affect you. So my future, and like I say, is to leave a legacy for the next generation and for people to be inspired and to be blessed. You see, when you're going to do something out there, you don't want people to go home feeling unhappy. You know, and it's like, like, like you said earlier, you know, music is a powerful thing. It can be used in a good way and it can be used in a bad way. Because remember now, Satan was um, the chief musician in heaven. And for Satan, with him now, him going like say, him bigger than God. And God said, oh, you're not going to take over this because I am the one that created you. So God threw him out of heaven. And this is one of the things I have learned is that for me, don't let the devil come in and, and make you have a pig-headed men- mentality or arrogant mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, continue to have a, a humble mentality. You know, be, be humble. You know, be able to take telling. Don't operate as you think you know it all. You know, always willing to learn. But always have a vision. You know, so so what the future holds for me is that I have so much to give to the world, you know. Yes. I mean, I haven't, I haven't even started yet, you know. Sometimes when people say to me, say, boy, I reach far now, and you reach far. I say, well, to God be the glory, but I still have further to go, you know. I never feel like I've reached. You know, no one hasn't reached as yet. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, when you look at Bach and Mozart and all those great musicians out there, you know, back then, Beethoven, those were like decades ago, you know, centuries ago. I mean, they were mastering their craft even back then. They had to learn all the time. So for me, music is a gift from God that you have to cultivate. If you put it down, you know, it's not going to be effective. And that is why for me, I have to just keep cultivating, not just by practicing the instrument alone but by being a wide listener so when i listen to the music at the end of the day for me i i i, I learn new things you know there be, there might be a time where i can switch from jazz and go to latin music i go to a bit of classical music go to r&b go to go to different things you know and that is how god has created me you know, so mm-hmm. God has God has created me to go out there to be a blessing to the nation, be an influence. Yeah. And that is what's in my future. And that's what I want to do in the future. Continue doing in the future things that I've said to you earlier and still continue to do what I'm doing in the future and to be a blessing. Yeah. And to continue to be a blessing because you know it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a strong list. It's not an easy <laughs> list. It's not a short list. 
But based on our discussion, it sounds um, as if, you know what, that, that's nothing. I mean, I'm not saying it's nothing for you, but it's it, it, you have that determination to be able to execute what you set your mind to. And I heard mm -hmm. one of the things on your list that said you want to be able to motivate people. You want to be able to get that message out there. And, wow. you know, it, here, here is an outlet that you're able to start that process. And I think you're well on your way with that item on the list. Well, Andrew Christopher Young, it has been such a wonderful pleasure speaking with you. And um, we're looking forward to all those, um, you know, adventures that you'll be going on. Trust we can have you back to give us an update on how things are going on with you. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you for joining us in the circle. Follow our podcast for more real life, real talk. You can also find us on Facebook at in the circle podcast.